the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Oh, cut the music, cut the music, cut the music, cut the music. Oh my goodness, where, where, (laughs) Chicago, Chicago, Chicago is not my kind of town anymore. What were you thinking, Chicago? I just want to know what was the city of Chicago thinking when they doubled down on progressivism? Come on, man. Doubled down by electing, doubled down Brandon to become the next mayor of the city of Chicago. I just want to let you voters in Chicago know you get what you deserve. For you to select Brandon Johnson to be the next mayor of this city. Cause he, cause guess what? There's no saying, Oh, we didn't know. He told you who he was. He told you what he was going to do to your city. And yet after going, suffering through two and a half, almost three years of tyranny under the likes of Lori Lightfoot, you brought double down tyranny onto yourselves. I pray for the very soul of Chicago that you guys will wake up and realize the mistake that you've done. <laughs> Why is it that Jim is always the first call? Because <laughs> he really wants to call in and do what the troublemaker, what you're going to do is what? Well, I don't know what Jim wants to do, but I'm going to answer your question. Why did they do it? What I told Charles Thomas and Dan, a few times on the morning answer for the last couple of weeks. Symbolism. He's the symbol black people inspire to. And I want to say, I told you so. I told you race matters in Chicago. But you tore me a new one since November the 8th. You want to be an ostrich. You want to put your head in the sink. Wait, who told you? Wait, wait, who tore you a new one? I didn't tear you a new one. No, the people, not oh, you. Okay, I'm okay. talking about the people. You know what I got. You know how what they called in and, and did to me. Yeah. And then... When this election came about, I proved my point and people haven't been really saying anything to me, but yeah, you were right. And that's my requirement today. Every caller, before you say what you have to say, you have to say, Verlon, you were right. (laughs) And I'm going to let you say whatever you want, even though it's not going to matter because what I said was right. What I said came to fruition. The bottom line is race matters. 
Black people care about symbolism. He got 80% of the black vote, 40% of the white vote. I thought he was only going to get maybe 25. He got 40%. And the Mexicans only voted, well, Latinos, I'm not going to just point to the Mexicans. Latinos only voted at 11%, and we still don't know which way that went. But really, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is Chicago is based on race. Cook County, all of it. The fix is in. Did you hear what he told Lori Lightfoot when she was passing him the torch? What was that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I believe we have that audio. George said he was go- he's going to look for it. Okay. Um, the audio of, of um, Brandon Johnson basically saying, having a drink with the man, basically. Yeah. I don't know if we have it. We, George is going to look for it. If we have it, we'll play it. But not only that, he was like, he was proud to receive, you know, uh, uh, this privilege being handed off from the LGBT commu- uh, community. And black folk, right? And, and black folks. Nobody else. Nobody else. You see how they just run it together? But, but do you understand why? No. Do you understand the why? No. See, you, you continue to say it's about race. Right. The numbers dispute that. Here's the reason why. Why? How many people do you think in the consolidated elections requested a mail-in ballot? How many people? I don't. I know ninety thousand. No, 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 no. How many? You, no, it's boy. You were way off. Oh, by a couple of hundred thousand. Whoa, Blind. The mail-in requests seven hundred eighty-two thousand five hundred thirty-nine mail-in ballots went out. Wow. Democrats four hundred forty. Watch this. Democrats four hundred forty-eight thousand of those. Republicans one hundred thirty-one thousand of those. Independents one hundred ninety-six thousand. Even if you put the independents and the Republicans together. For those mail-in ballots. This is statewide. Predominantly, Chicago is the, is the big driver of this, though. Well, you... Ha, you, ha, you Vlan, people like Paul Vallis went in on election day behind. Okay. By 40, by 40-something points, percentage points. Okay, you always talk about the numbers, but how many were requested? Because you know they just send them out right. willy-nilly. I got friends that they just send it to them and they didn't request it. How many were requested? Well, the, that's the, see, that's the whole point, right? Yeah, because now you can just you can just get them, right? In in certain in certain counties, like where I live in Kendall County, you have to literally request a mail in ballot, right? You don't just get it, Vilan. But Vilan, I want to show you something. How many people in 2015 you think uh, requested mail in ballots? How many? I'm gonna show you the key. They found it. They found how many? Take a guess. How many requested requested mail in ballots in 2015? Just in Chicago? J- statewide. Oh, statewide. Statewide. Well, I would say maybe a million. 75,000. How many do you think requested in a consolidated election in 2017? Okay, since you went all the way to 75,000. 2017. I say, say 100,000. 55,000. 2019, 112,000. 2021, 174,000. But guess what happened? What? In 2023, that number jumped all the way up to 700,000 plus. Requested? People. That mail-in ballots... The request was 777,188. 782,539 went out. Mm. So are we playing catch up and that we can't catch up on election day because we, we're choosing not to go after the same people the way? Because this is what you got to understand about mail-in ballot, Vilan. There are people who would have never voted, but now you've delivered it to their homes, to their home, and then they have these... These these workers that come up, hey, well, I know you just got that mail in ballot. How about I help you? We are playing catch up. We, we 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 have to catch up on election day. It cannot happen. As, and and not only that, Vlon, Republicans did not come out to vote. 
They've complained. They complain. They whine. I see them all over social media complaining, whining. Now, I'm not talking about Chicago. Brandon Johnson would have won that anyway. And here's the reason why J.B. Prisca jumped into these races. Because he understood his numbers. Just like when he ran for governor. He understood the numbers. He knew the data. This is why he exposed who the Democrats were, who the Republicans were. Don't you understand that consolidated elections were the Republicans' breadwinners? Well, look, you, you, you heard what happened when they, they call in here. And what did they say? When, when Paul Vallis broke on a couple of issues and when he really did sound like a Democrat on a woman's right to choose and some of those other issues, they said they couldn't vote for him because he's not standing on principle. You saw how Dan Prof ripped him, yeah. ripped him for two months yeah. because he won't stand on principle. Right. When you have people that will chuck the whole thing and not vote because they are totally principled and yeah. values is what matters, then that's this is what you're going to get. And to the point that you, you consistently made, that when it comes to the black vote, what can you do? For, what have you done for me lately? That's what right. are you going to do for me today? That's right. That 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 was the, those were the drivers. And you know another thing, I talked to my friend, the ghost, formerly known as Secret Squirrel. When you, <laughs> I'm looking at the comment. I won't let. But 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 Vivlan, this 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 is the reason why JB Pritzker got in, and 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 and, and invested so much money in a lot of these different races. And he knew that the Republicans didn't come out because, you know, we're, we're election day voters. Right. We don't want to get involved in this early, early, early voting. Do you know how many people early voted? How many? 355,000. Hmm. Listen to this. 233,000 were Democrats. 74,000 were Republicans. 42,000 were independents. Hmm. Villan, how, how are we going to catch up with that? Well, you don't have Republicans preaching... Vote early. We don't have a Republicans preaching. Do mail-in ballots, right? But you these are to- voters that are just language, just sitting there that we that we we are not willing. First of all, that's one of the reasons why the Republican Party didn't get involved. What, where was the Republican Party? Why didn't they get involved in these races? The, the Democrats did. They didn't care. Yeah. Where are we? Where's our fight? Where's the Where's our moxie? Where are we Where are we trying to save the union? Well, <laughs> you can't save it here. Well, one start would be all of these people downstate Illinois, start sending them mail-in ballots. Get them used to how it is now. This is what it is now. There's no going back. Start sending them mail-in ballots and see where that falls first. Verlant, but that's the fight. That's the battle. That's, that's where the votes are. Yeah. That's where the votes are. You know, these swing voters. We're not even talking about the people that voted Democrat who now voted Republican or Republican who vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not even going after those people. Where's our messaging? Where's the brand from the Republican Party? Wake up, rise up. We're losing who we are as a nation. And it's frustrating. That's why I took a couple of days off. Cream Puff, <laughs> I mean, Jim, Mitchell, Michael, Terry, we'll take you when we get back from the break. Don't put your blame on me. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. That's right. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back. Black and right radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Troublemaker. Vallon, uh, you know, we, we no longer need to go after racial preferences. We don't need, the Democrats don't even need a message anymore because they understand, they've now manipulated 
this mail-in ballot to win any election. Because I don't care who you run in 2024, Trump, DeSantis, whoever, they're not winning if they don't have a plan in place across the country. They're not winning. Where am I wrong? You're not. Guess what? It doesn't care about the the black vote, the Latino vote. J- Joe Biden won with a message of what? Don't vote for me. Don't vote for the orange guy. Well, it was a message of hate when it comes to Trump. I mean, it, they bought into Trump is bad, bad, and anybody else is good. Just like in Illinois, yeah. they've bought into what the Democrats are selling. And we've been proving that Trump wasn't wrong. No, of course. Think that, about it. That doesn't matter. Truth doesn't matter. Yeah, we're gonna get into the the Trump brag thing too, because I know I know that's part of your list. Oh yeah. Uh, let's okay. Let's go to Terry first, then we'll go to Jim. Terry, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey Terry, Ter- Terry, I, I I got a requirement for everybody that's on the line and everybody that calls. You have to say first, Verlon, you were right. Then you can say whatever you want. Berlin, you're almost, you're always right. Oh, thank you, Terry. <laughs> now, you know what? You got to get my Obama voice uh, now. Thank you. Thank you. All, All right. right. What's going on, Terry? All right. Uh, I think Wallace, uh, uh, I think uh, Paul Vallis uh, lost because of teachers and the young woke 20 year old votes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, the numbers prove it. I mean, he carried. Um, did he lose any black wards? I don't think he, no, think he, he didn't, carried he every no. black ward, didn't he? Yeah, he carried every black ward. Yeah. So, you, you, Terry, you're, you're exactly right. The teachers union came to play. and they, came, they, they no, no, the teachers union came to fight. Well, not only win. that, he had SEIU. Yeah. That's the most All the powerful. Unions, yes. He had the powerful unions. I'm not going to say they're the most powerful union. Well, I, w- I would always say unions. Teamsters is the most powerful, yeah. but SEIU is up there yeah. with them. Yeah. I'm sorry. What, what else did you have to say, Terry? I'm sorry. That that's all. I, I I'm just so miserable that that he lost, and I'm very disappointed in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, thank you, Terry. Same same here, Terry. Um, this this puts Chicago back decade more uh, decades because this was their one. This was what this was their opportunity to right the ship. I think I think with 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 what Brandon said he was going to do with a um uh, uh uh the automatic the all the, the people that won. Um, I I don't see how he doesn't get his agenda through the line. Do you think he's going to give the aldermen back their uh, their privilege? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. I I don't know that. Yeah, nobody's. I asked. mean, but, nobody's I mean, asked. That's. I mean, Lori Lightfoot understood she she was taking away power from them. Right. Right. Yeah, but is he going to give it back? Is he going to delegate it back? That's a good question. Brandon Johnson, is that something you're going to do? Let's go to Jim from Chicago. Go ahead. Jim, Jim. You, yeah, it's a yeah, guys, okay, you don't have to keep saying it, bro. He understands. Jim don't understand. Anyway, you, He's not going to say you guys it. Have, anyway, you guys have a good Easter. Yo, Berlin, you, you, so you had it right on the nose. Oh, thank you. You guys yeah, have a good is. Easter. You and your Berlin was right. But you guys <laughs> got to remember, the last time a Republican was mayor of Chicago was 1922. That was Big Bill Thompson. That was Al Capone's favorite yeah. mayor. That was the last time a, a, a Republican got a sniff of the fifth floor. And the trouble with Vallis was they sniffed them out as a half-baked Republican, so that killed them. <laughs> but I was going to say, I, I called for, uh, uh, who's the crazy judge? Uh, Clarence Thomas. Uh, what's his name? Clarence Thomas. Thomas. Now, here's a nut, here's a nut who's got a mutual vacation. He makes 265 grand a year. His crazy wife 
she gets 150 grand from this guy, apparently passing out cigars on those yachts during the during these uh, junkets all over, with these 500,000 junkets. She, and she gets another 150 grand. So my point is, they can't afford, he works about six months a year, they can't afford their own vacation. All I know is when I was working, I would plan my little vacation, save my little bit of money, and I didn't want anybody to know where I was at. <laughs> my friends, my family, you know what I mean? I took off on my vacation because I wanted to get away from everybody. Right. You know you follow me? Yeah, yeah. I do. So that, yeah. I, yeah, but anyway, you guys have a great Easter. But, but the, the trouble with Chicago is you you got to be a Democrat, and, and they're always going to fall in line with a Democrat yeah, in Chicago. In Berlin, you're terrific, and you guys got a terrific show. And have a good Easter. Thank hey, you. Guys. Thank hey, thanks you so a lot, much, Joe. Man. Thanks a lot. Uh, um, yeah, he, he, but he's right. Yeah, when it comes to Chicago voters, I mean, that 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 scarlet letter, the you know, or they run as, but they don't run as Democrat Republicans in the mayoral election. Yeah, but even but you just can't even have a whiff of being a dem. I mean, uh, a Republican. You can't run as a Republican. You can't say you're a Republican. You're gonna lose. Yeah. So how do you stand on principle well, if they, you're saddled with having to run as a Democrat? Well, Vlon, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. My, my friend, the ghost said. You got to win to have a seat at the table. Republic, and Jim proved my point. You cannot blame anything that's happening in the city of Chicago or anybody that's center right because we haven't had anybody in that seat in decades, almost a century. Yeah. If, it, if it's almost, it has been a century, right? 1922? Yeah. A century, 101 years? Yeah, 101 years. But you can't, you can't run as a Republican. You can't run on a Republican uh, values and principles or conservative values and principles that I don't know if Republicans see, still see, have them. See, I, 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 I do think you can. I think one of the things that Paul Vallis missed was, and I, and I think he, he profiled, he, he highlighted and built Brandon Johnson's profile higher, especially, and, and the thing that he missed, he talked about the crime, but he didn't talk about what were the solutions? What, what was the, the, the how did, how, how is crime happening and what I can do for it? Brandon Johnson did. Yeah. He talked about it. He talked about, the, he changed the vernacular on it, but defund the police. Yeah. He talked about reimagining policing. Right. Paul never, di- he never did any of that. Well, no, Paul wants the policing to stay at status quo, and that's not what blacks and Latinos want. Right. They don't want it to be status quo. They want some kind of change. And as long as you say it's going to be some change, that's who they was going to lean to, and that was Brandon Johnson. So, you know, it, it is what it is. You yeah. can't. Hold on. If Alice was talking, he's complaining about the problems and not suggesting solutions. How can anyone question the fact that he's a Democrat? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> daddy with the zinger and perfect. Uh, let's go to Robert from Bloomingdale. Robert, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, guys. How you doing? doing how well. you doing? All right. Well, Milan, you are correct on that one. I'm uh, afraid to say. Thank but, you. Thank you, brother. Uh, yeah. Well, I hate to say it, but. Uh, Oh, I'm disappointed in that, too. Even though I didn't care too much for Vallis, I didn't think he was a great, great candidate at all. But now we're going to watch what's going to happen in the next couple months. Don't be surprised. Police officers don't bail out. Crime's going to go up. And I'm waiting to see who they're going to get for a police chief when they have a security guard and a social worker go to homicide calls. <laughs> Come on, brother. <laughs> Robert, Robert, I've, I've, Verlon, you know I've said that on this show. Uh-huh. Dennis Rebelletti, the prosecutor, said the same thing. You know, it's one thing to, to, to send them to, you know, a stolen bike or you send them into the heat of battle when it is domestic, when there's a, a, a big brawl. Yeah, let's, let's, let's say you send a, a social worker while these people are, are hyped up and amped up and got that tunnel vision. They're going to get mollywhopped. They're going to get knocked out. They're going to get shot, killed, or something. Well, listen. Watch. I'm a big fan of 
wait and see. Just like I said when it came to the Safety Act, there was a lot of stuff I heard I didn't like, but has anything really changed since they passed the Safety Act? Well, that's because not a lot of it has been implemented because it's, on the, because it's in the courts. Okay, well, that's state, why. Well, Brandon Johnson hasn't even taken office yet. Let's wait and see if, if his policies don't help. He's a leftist. I'm going to be the first one to get on radio and say, see, 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 you, know, you tried to implement this policy and look, look what happened now. See, you tried to implement this policy and look what happened. People died. I don't have I, to wait and see. He's a leftist. I, 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 hey, Milan, you're, you're too, you're being too optimistic. I don't think it's going <laughs> to go that way. I mean, it's, we got to be, I mean, I respect you, your opinion, but in my opinion, it's going to go just the opposite. Crime is going to go on the yep. uprise. And it won't, it's going to take an hour, maybe an hour and a half for a police officer to go to the call because yep. they won't be there or be, they're not going to put their job on the line. They'll just wait and clean up the messy details after the fact. But that's just my opinion. But Robert, that's think? happening already. I mean, there, there are calls. What, 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 what did we say? 400,000 calls oh, yeah, that yeah. never the police never even showed up for? That's, true. that's happening now. Imagine what's going to happen now knowing that there's a anti-cup... Now, Lori Lightfoot, they didn't really know if she was anti-anti-police. We know this guy is anti-police. Imagine yeah. having somebody like that leading the city of Chicago if you're a police officer. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, oh, we, we'll see. Yeah, Robert, we got to go to break, but thanks so much for yeah. calling in. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell, Michael, and Jim, I promise you I'm going to take you after the break. Hey, guess what? I won't be here uh, for my birthday. My birthday is April 13th. Oh, okay. I'll be 47 years old. What you doing for your birthday? I don't know yet. Uh, I'm going to those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> those are rookie numbers. <laughs> I'll be 37. Oh, I wish I was 37. Yeah. 47 years old. Give me 37 back. And, oof, boy. <laughs> Oh. What difference at this point does it make? <laughs> uh, hey, Hoff Daddy, come back um, from the break with that Brandon Johnson clip. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. We're the first black woman, LGBTQ, transition her administration to another black man. While there was harmony today. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> that's that's your next. That's terrible. That's your next Mary like Brandon Johnson. Just call the black <laughs> out, out the gate race and, and, and race and well, uh, he called Lori Lightfoot a black man. He said she's handing it off to another black man. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> what's funny? I'm getting messages from Chicago cops. I take. I want Lori Lightfoot back. <laughs> Oh, come <laughs> on. Take Lori I won't just back. turn the car around. I'm going to shut it off. I'm going to kick you out, and I'm going to make you walk home. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Let's go to Jim from South Elgin. Also a sponsor of this show, Best Dental. Thank you, brother. What's going on? What's up, Jim? Well, it's always a pleasure calling you from a remote location in the northern coast of Honduras. I just you guys a little video of it. But anyways, um, you know, one of the problems we have is unity within the Republican Party as yep. well. Uh, a couple months ago, I had this idea, you know, we should try to get all Floyd, Corner, Floyd Card and Concealed Care people to be members of the State Rifle Association, but only find out there's a little rift between, like, DeVoe and, and the people in Chatsworth and stuff like this, and all these people are, are not, you know, there's all these little gripes going on, so we can't organize the way we should, because I think we could use Concealed Care people to do the same thing as far as ballot harvesting, they know they're local people, you know, get them to harvest these boats and do the things that Democrats do. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a huge resource. Yeah. Jim? Because only there's how many Ford cut holders in Illinois, 
and only 15% are members of the Rifle Association. So if we could organize them vis-a-vis a main group, then we could help, you know, cultivate the votes we need. Because Jennifer Santalitro, for example, and, you know, she she won here in, in the, she's in the Roselle area. Yeah. I mean, Hanover Park in uh, Mund- um, uh, Medina. But she said only 50% of the people came out and voted for her. Okay. Wow. You know, and that's that's appalling. We gotta we gotta get those numbers up because we have the numbers. We just have, we have to we have to we have to cultivate them. Jim, you broke the rules. You forgot, oh my! You God. forgot to say Here I was go. right, Jim. Oh my God! Help this dude. <laughs> For line, you're always right. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Wrong. Right. You're a lot of fun to be with, especially after John was right. Thank you. You put it in there, John. Help the lady when she's in distress. We had a, three of us. We had to fix that flat tire when it was. Like twenty blows zero outside. Just uh, we're gentlemen. Uh, we're gentlemen. That's right. We're type A guys. We help the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for calling us, Jim. Let's go to Michael from the South Side. Mike, what's up, Michael? Oh, Berline, John. Thank you so much for taking my call. No problem, brother. I want to make three. I, I, I want to make uh, three very quick points. Number one, Verlon Galloway, Dan Proft, and Sean Thompson were right. Oh were yeah. Right. They were right right for weeks, and a lot of experienced political pundits in Chicago were wrong. Yeah, I thought I heard you say that on Sean Thompson's show, too. Yeah, I mean, I should have included. Yeah, I I called Sean and told him the same thing yesterday, but I didn't uh, include him or uh, Verlon, and I should have. But, yeah, I mean, and Dan Prof, he should change his name to Dan Profit. Wow. (laughs) But the other other point worth mentioning, you know what? Chicago – is done. You, you got to look at it this way. For the second time in four years, Chicago picked an, an inexperienced person to run the city. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we have a problem. I mean, it, 38, uh, at best, we're going to get 38 to 30, 37 to 38% of the turnout. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But that's fine. The people have spoken. If this is what they want, that's their problem. Let them deal with it. Yeah. And uh, finally, you know what? If the if the public sector unions run the, run the city and state, fine, let them do it. You know what? They they should go all the way. Let them do the charitable contributions. Let them wow. do the volunteer work. Yeah, you know what? I tell everybody everybody else, you know, to retrench. You know, hold back. Just do our own defund campaign and uh, tell your friends and relatives not to invest in the city and the state anymore because you're going. Uh, the city and state are doomed. The criminals and the takers are now running the city of Chicago in the state of Illinois. That's true. Well, I got one question for you. I got one question for you. How long do you think it's going to take before we become Detroit? We're already there. I'm, no, I'm talking about officially we're, look like Detroit. It's it, it it it's coming. I mean, because you know who who's going to invest in a business on say 79th and Cottage Grove if you have to worry about gunfire. Right, yeah, Who's that's and, and Mike, and, and that's why I don't. That's why I don't understand the whole fight with Save a Lot and and Whole Foods. Whole Foods going to get the heck up out of it. You know why? Do you know why they left? People kept breaking into the store. I mean, um, I'm robbing them. <laughs> of course, I'm gonna get the heck up out of there. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Well, you know what? It's a you. You should have. You guys should have heard the venom on WVON this week over you know, issues like. Uh, I'll save a lot in the election. I mean, the racial rhetoric was through the ceiling. Well, that's you all see they what got. I'm saying? That's all they got. You see what I'm saying? That's all they got. That's all they got. They, they don't have anything else. Because, told- because policy, pound for pound, you can't mess with anybody's center right. Policy, policy, just strict policy. Now, when it comes to all the trickery and all the, you know, the, the mail-in ballots, we can't touch them. We don't have the money they have. 
like I said, all the only thing that they have is money and operation. They don't have the messaging. We have the messaging. We just we just have these. I won't say it. <laughs> Mike, we got to go to break. Thanks so much for calling us. Um, yeah, I am blind. I'm okay because I'm okay. I knew what I was going to happen. Chicago. Look, you, but you're still in Illinois, hey, though. You got to deal with w- some pressure. Really quickly, I want to talk to you really quickly when we come back to break about what happened in the Yorkville School District. The conservatives swept through, and there's a reason why they swept through. Prisca and them didn't know who they were. We'll be right back. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with The Troublemaker. Uh, Before the break, Blon, I was telling you about Yorkville. Yorkville 1 School District 115. Here's the reason why the people who ran on that school board actually won. You know, when they went to um, look for these school board, it, it, it immediately shifted to, to, to Oswego 308 because they thought that these people, that they, 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 Yorkville 115 candidates flew under the radar. Prisco didn't even target 115. He had no clue. He thought he was targeting them through 308. It just proves, just goes to show you that when he got involved and exposed who were all the Democrats, in most of the most of these school districts, the Democrats won. Hmm. Oswego, um, part of my county, in in Kendall County, the entire team lost. School board candidates, um, the uh, the 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 mayor, the alderman for Oswego, they all lost to Democrats. Because Pritzker was able to put that money and that influence, and that's why they lost. And we're going to be talking to Shannon um, Adcock from Awake, Illinois, in the next hour of the line. Okay. And we're going to be talking about, you know, what happened, what went wrong, what went right. You know, I, I, I actually went through Shannon's Twitter account because she became the face for all the so-called white hate. Yeah. So I wanted to go through her, I wanted to go through her Twitter account. I couldn't find it. Blind. What? I couldn't find the hate. Oh. oh, you know, dude, she has she has gays for groomers and all these different. She has a very eclectic group of people who are part of what they were trying to do. Right. I still could not find the hate, so I want to get into that with her when she calls into the in, in, in the next hour. Okay. Uh, let's go to Mitchell. He's been holding long. Mitchell, welcome back to Black and Right. What's going on, Mitchell? Hey, good. How you guys doing? First of all, um, please I say want to Congratulate, Roland. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Because you you saw this coming, you predicted it, and I expect that from a Taurus. That's right. John was right. <laughs> you know, and you you know you had this coming. You had the tacit knowledge, but here's the biggest problem. Okay, you you got to realize one thing. Berlin and John, you know, the, this is the master of the obvious. When it comes to Chicago politics, Cook County, the University of Illinois did a study two and a half years ago that the city of Chicago in Cook County is the most corrupt city in the United States and that the state of Illinois is the third most corrupt state in the union. So the notion of trying to say that, hey, we want to bring some common sense, fiduciary responsibility to the state of Illinois in Cook County is, is a Johnny you know, Appleseed fairy tale because the, 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 the unions – that you guys are well aware of, they control everything. Yeah. And they're all Democratic. And by the way, uh, let's go Brandon. He's never wrote a check in his life. <laughs> he, he worked in the public, the public schools are funded by 86% of the taxpayers. 
He doesn't understand the, the, the law of supply and demand. Now he's angered the police department to the point where they make a comment saying that morale's at an all-time low, which, John, you know this, you know this like, you know, implicitly, that this is going to basically give an incentive for crooks. Right. Yep. So, Detroit is, is, is already we're past that. Yeah, now that's, that's what I'm saying. Level. Yeah. Well, yeah, mid- so and also, John and Berlin, get this. You know that there is a, a morality problem with people between 18 and 30. OK, I'm talking a major morale problem. They're amoral. They have no what I call response to be, um, you know, to, to apply to laws and regulations and rules. And they're just out and they don't care. I say 18 to 40. I say 18 to 40. Man, yeah, M- I mean, Mitchell, but you should be happy about one thing, Mitchell. Brandon Johnson said he's not going to raise your property tax. Yeah. Oh, he's so full of it. He's, so, <laughs> he's, he's, a chronic, he's a chronic liar. And here's the thing. These politicians lie through their teeth. I mean, you can't take, you gotta take everything he says with a grain of salt. Yeah, but that's I true. think the one thing here is that as long as you understand how this is a, what I call a banana republic and you know the fix is in, then you know you can't you can't fight that. And to John, to your point, the only way Republicans are going to ever get what I call a footing in the state yep. is to move to a different state. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hear what I'm saying here, Daddy O? Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> Th- All right. Thank you, Mitchell. <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling about. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take Kelvin because I'm going to we'll take Philip. Real next quick, can week. I just point yeah, out uh, uh, Lori Lightfoot ran with the same line of like, I'm not going to affect your property taxes. Yeah. The county does property taxes, not Correct. the city of Chicago. It's it's complete misnomer. Wow. <laughs> Kelvin, what's up, brother? Look at the brain. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Doing well. How's it going? Good, good. Okay, Trollbreaker, you are partially right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I got, I got a split of hairs here. We can't lose sight of the fact that we are a representative republic, okay? We're not a democracy, we're a republic. Now, look at the population that Illinois lost, right? They lost seats, people moved out, Florida gained seats. Then you look at Chicago, right? And I'm wondering how many Republicans are actually in Chicago? Because the, 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 the trend is you move to these outskirts, like Springfield, and excuse my bluntness, the, the, the government here in Springfield sucks. So guess what I have to do? I've moved five miles out of town into Chatham, where I got a new mayor, still within the Springfield area, still got, you know, different aldermen, right? So, yes, it's about race, but it's also about class. Mm-hmm. So when these, these Democrats are far left people start winning these races, I don't think the Republicans should plan it like the world is ending. I think we should say, how many Republicans are in that that zone of representation and where do they go? Because usually the path is out of the Democratic stronghold, off to the fringes, to a conservative county, then out of the state. Now, we lose a lot of races here in Illinois, but we dominate when it comes to sheriffs, things of that nature. Yeah. So, yeah, part of it is race, it's class, but we are a representative republic, so we have to take that into consideration, too. No, we bought. It's only eight seconds left. Seven no, it's seconds. not. No, go ahead. Oh, you, you stretch it out. We got a minute. Well, okay. Listen, like Dan Prof has criticized me over the last past five months. It's it's not just race. You got to take in, in in consideration the woke policies and the progressives how they've embedded all of these different issues together that runs together that has taken over the mindset of the people. 
the, if the people have bought into what they're selling, then what what can you do? We, if there's no going back. It's only going forward. You do, what, what do we talk about every week? Yeah. All these different issues that these people champion. Yeah. So what, what can you say? Kevin, I, Kevin, you can either hold because I got to go to break um, to respond yeah. to that. You want to hold? Yeah, yeah I hold. Okay. Fella, <laughs> yeah. Signore from YouTube. Will Brandon Johnson have a detail of social workers guarding him? <laughs> Not my house. Let him do it. <laughs> you want to reimagine policing? Do it. Kelvin, hold the line. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio. Before the break, we're talking to Kelvin, huge supporter of this show. Kelvin, you want to answer Valance? Um, questions? Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, it, you mentioned the fact that they were doing the CRT, they're forcing the stuff and the ideologies in the school. Okay, I, and I get that. I'll give you that. However, people are monitoring that. Parents are monitoring that. Okay, and they simply pull the kids from that school. Okay, they'll pull them. They'll move them. They'll move to the fringe of towns. They'll take. I heavily watch my children's education, and anything I don't like, I go to the school and say, "Hey, we don't do that. We don't. We're not teaching that." And if I have to pull my child, I will. So my criticism towards Republicans is that the left got us so shell-shocked that we won't talk race. Come on, man. But, but I will. Yep. Because when you start talking race in the context of, you know, being a republic and you start talking race and class, one of the main things that most blacks say when the left start talking, you know, this race stuff, like, man, you don't represent me. Yep. Right. I don't even identify with what you're talking about. Oh, that's for them over there. You know, I haven't had that problem. You, you, you get what I'm saying? I get it. Yeah, I, I get, get you. Know, you. I get you. Yeah. Because so, sometimes we have to have to start dealing with people as individuals. Yeah. Now, I get it. Chicago is a mess, you know, but I would wonder how many Republicans actually live there versus go there, make money and then hit those fringe counties. You know, <laughs> and then get to retirement. And yeah. then they, where do they go? They go to a red state. Yep. People don't get twisted. When you see a just an outstanding growth in Florida and Texas and Tennessee, the nexus there is their red states. But we taking your blue pension with us. Yep. So, yeah, we might have to go through a lot of garbage while, you know, in them 20 years. But believe me, we taking your money with us. When we leave, we're not falling into this mess. And next thing you know, you're losing Senate seats, which or representative seats, which Illinois lost seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. We did. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, you, we used to have what twenty three seats, twenty five, twenty three, yeah. twenty five congressional seats. Now we down to seventeen. Yeah, oh. yeah. And guess what? It's going. The worse it gets, the lower it gets because I believe that people just will leave. Oh, we're not tolerating this. Leave. <laughs> I got one I, really quickly. We got. I, I got one issue with what you said as far as people monitoring their kids. Are they? I don't believe they are. You are. I am. John is. But I don't believe the majority of black people. Black people. I know black people better than white people. I don't think they are monitoring their kids like we are. And by the majority, I told you about how my my boy just found out two years. Majority ago, of black people are. 
I don't think they're monitoring their kids. Majority of black people are. And I, and I think that's part of the indictment of, of blacks are not d- smart enough. You know, that, that leftist mentality. You know what I mean, Vlad? No, my, my boy's very smart. He just found out two years to the date of what we were talking yeah. about. I'm telling you. Kelvin, we got to go to break. But thanks so much for calling. Hey, and thanks so much for supporting the, uh, the gear, man. I really appreciate it. All right. Hey, Phil, I'll take you at the beginning of the next segment. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. You ain't black. Coming in. <laughs> Just like the fajita. I write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back. Just like Hour two of Black and White Radio on AM560. If you missed the first hour, head over to 560theanswer.com. Download the podcast. You can listen to Black and Right Radio with John Anthony wherever you are, wherever you go. You won't have to sit through the commercials. Also, visit www.blackandrightradio.com uh, to visit our store, Black and Right Radio store. We now officially have a Black and Right Radio store. And you know what? You be you do me a great honor if you go and purchase something for my birthday. My birthday is April 13th. I will be 47 years old. Happy birthday. Yes, uh, and give us a call, 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. And please, um, let Villan know that he was right. That's before right. You, before you comment on anything. <laughs> now, let's go to Phil from Blue Island. He's been holding for, for quite some time. Phil, welcome back to Black and Right, brother. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Verlon, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you're right or wrong. I really don't know what, what you're uh, claiming to be right about, but I I'll just for the purpose of of, of being in, in order, you were right. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Phil. And I got one question to ask. I got one question to ask you. Now you sat on the line longer than everybody else, and you heard all the comments. I want to know what you have to say about everything you've heard so far. Well, the last comment I heard was "You ain't black." You know, <laughs> oh. Well, you ain't white. You know, so why? And then we don't want to talk about race, but we throw it out there as a joke as something that, that, that could be played with or, or, or not to be taken seriously. So, again, black wait, people... Wait, 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 stop. I, I wait, Phil, wait, 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 Phil, hold your thought. Uh, that's because um, there's, there's a time to be serious, but there's also a time to, to joke around. If you, know, if you haven't learned anything about this show, we're going to take the, the, the tough issues and we're going to make jokes about them. And, and we, because we don't want to just be serious on this show at all times. We're going to make jokes. And guess what? I got a shirt says I got a shirt on right now. Danger, my politics are offensive, and that's true. So if that offends any you or anybody else out there, I really don't care. So go ahead. I'm sorry, Phil. No, it wasn't. No, when Verlon asked me a question, I was directly answering the question pertaining to this show and what's been said, and and um, you know the whole thing about white flight is, uh, 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 and I, I was going to tell about Dan Prof. Um, uh, but Amy said that that criminals won, you know. And, and again, I'm just tired of this the sniping at the black community when white people lose certain communities, or when they see black people doing very well in certain 
like like running for mayor or 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 even you know any kind of political uh, position or business or whatever, it seems like they don't really want to support black businesses. They don't really want to support a black mayor. They really so this is this is what I'm hearing, and 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 it's it's shameful that still in uh, uh, the 21st century that we are still running from each other. I, I heard somebody else just say, I'm going to leave this town and go to this town. I mean, we don't stay and fight no more. We don't uh, understand each other no more. We, it's just, just it's, and so that's why Brendan won, because Val is two things. The people that he had endorsing them, the blacks uh, uh, that he had endorsing them were, were found out to be, uh, uh, this is my favorite word, boulager, and uh, 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 bougie. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I missed it up. I, I, I chopped it up. Um, Bourgeois. Uh, but anyway, huh? No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay. So, and the other thing is that, again, uh, like I told, what's his name, Campbell, whatever, whatever the guy that used to be a political, he's been on, on prop lately. Um, uh, no, oh, Charles, Charles Thomas. Thomas. Charles Thomas. Charles, Charles Thomas. Thomas. I, I told him, man, he did a great thing because people have felt bamboozled by him for years and all of a sudden he putting up an ad for for Vallis? Like wow. You this mean Bailey? My last point. He said ba- he said Bailey the other day. Yeah. If he would have if he would have uh, worked on the uh Johnson campaign, then maybe Vallis would have won. That's what uh, uh I remember. You know, what there's the point to that, but the other thing, dang on it, um it's it's, it's just it's just again when 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 you just keep losing. And now you all are on this show uh, badgering this man and, and already uh, uh, hoping for doom and gloom and, you know, and the city well, of Chicago is going to be like Detroit. Okay, okay. Wait, wait, time out, time out, time out. That is nothing, that has nothing to do with him being black. That has that has everything to do with what he said, his policies. I didn't say anything, I didn't say anything about him being black. No, 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 what, 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 what I'm saying, you said. already gloom and doom on this man. Right, that's the whole say- point, though, that you were making, that about him being black and do 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 Guess what? I would never vote for Brandon Jackson. I don't care if he was purple. I would never vote for somebody like him. Okay, 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 okay. Other than, um, um, what, why should, okay, as far as how Dallas ran his campaign, why should I vote for him? Who? Paul Vallis. He said, why should he vote for Paul Vallis? That job was up to Paul Vallis to convince, not you because you live in Blue Island, the Chicagoans, that Paul Vallis did not do a good enough job of of selling why the voters should vote for Paul Vallis. And I said it earlier, I believe. You know, Brandon Johnson actually was talking about things that, to Verlon's point, what are you going to do for me and my community as a black person? Paul didn't do that. He stuck with the police. as a black person. Because he said for all communities. Paul didn't win one. one want to use black. Okay. Listen, I just went through the board of Chicago Board of Elections um, voters, right? I mean, the, the whole voter roll. Paul yes. Vallis, I mean, LGB, Brandon, won 30 wards. Paul won 20. Paul won not one black ward. Not one. Right. Not one. And the vote he totals. Didn't do anything to, he didn't do anything to uh, excite. Black voters, and again, once you had the, the, these boulets running around, uh, Willie Wilson, um, um, uh, this, this a former Black Panther, he's a congressperson now. Bobby, yeah, you know, all these people, uh, yeah, all these people bamboozling black people all the time. And see, why is it gotta be bamboozling? At, because no, 
Why does it have to be bamboozling when the same idiots who will continue to tell black black Chicagoans that we're going to fix, we're going to do this, and they, stand, they don't do a damn thing in the black communities. And, they, and the black people are still voting for these what? idiots. Okay. They're not what, doing what a did, damn thing for last... black, America, black Illinois, black did... Chicago, okay. black America. <laughs> hey, hey, Phil, what Phil, Phil, if you were li- Phil, if you were listening to me earlier, I said that I have a wait-and-see mentality. Yes, sir, I heard you. Okay. And I'm just saying, I mean, you can contrast that to what has the last, uh, going all the way back to the, the last Republican name they, they still want to honor as mayor. What has they done for the black community? Come on, man, stop it. What, what you, but, but, but guess what? <laughs> guess what, Phil? They haven't even given conservatives an opportunity to even show what they can do. And, and, and especially today, Phil, Phil, it's not even about messaging anymore. You don't need a message to run for office. You need a you need a slick marketing campaign, and you need to everybody's racist. Oh, this is all you got to do, especially specifically in the city of Chicago. You do not need a message. All you have to do is is go to these people's house. I'm looking at the vote numbers in the black community. You really think these people voted? No. They, no, no. no. Somebody was there telling these people how to vote. This is what okay, they're doing. See, this is the point. See, now you now you're just just going to blatantly say that black voters are so. And this is what I told your friend. This isn't just in the black, black community. Are not unintelligent. This is black not. Voters are very intelligent. Hold on. This is not just the black community. This is happening in every precinct across America. Not just the black community. Nursing homes. They're going into nursing homes. You think these, a lot of these people who have no clue they're even in a nursing home, Joe Biden, <laughs> uh, who he should be there. And th- this is what they're doing, Phil. Now, go ahead. They still have a right to vote. They don't even know they're voting, Phil. And, Phil, I'm going to tell you something. Brandon Johnson did play the race card, Phil. He played the race card big time. And he the said, LGBT. He said that he said that when uh, Vallis was the superintendent over in New Orleans, he crushed the public black schools and made them charter schools and whatever else. He said he did damage to the black community. So he played the race card on many different occasions uh, for uh, against Paul Vallis. And I think I want to say is that Philadelphia is saying the same thing about him. Yeah, but guess what? You know why they're saying it? You know why they're saying it? Because these are black-dominated areas. These politicians don't want school choice. They don't want parents to take control of their kids' education. But 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 they want parents to now... KJP, your girl, Valon, basically saying <laughs> that kids, when it comes to being kids being castrated, oh, that's something between a parent and a child. But nothing else is. Good quality education. Education that the great equalizer. You want to change communities? Education is the way. And these people, these politicians like Brandon Johnson, are standing in the way from these kids living. And I'm sick of it. And so should you. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I had to go and... I told you guys on the on the video I did before the show that Valam was going to send me my blood pressure up, and kind of he's sort of doing that now. Um, 
I just, I'm, I'm so sick of, of these politicians, especially, I'm just, you gotta say the left, because especially in the city of Chicago, you don't have these issues, these problems, um, as far as having, because black politicians dominate Chicago. We did a whole segment. Villan and I did a whole rundown of all the elected officials in the city of Chicago, Cook County, and the state of Illinois, who run black Illinois. And they continue to tell black America, black, black Illinois, black Chicago, that we're, this time we're going to get you. We're going to come for you. We're going to help you. We're going to do this. And black people are still left holding an empty bag every single time until it's election time again. And black people continue to fall for it. I'm sorry. I know I, I said I had a guest that was to come, supposed to come on. I totally spazzed out, did not hear Hoff Daddy come through my ear. He did tell me, but I did not hear it. Um, whew, let's shift. You ready to shift, Elon? I'm ready. I, kind of, we probably won't oh. be shifting. Oh, wait, listen. Dennis just told me to tell you to take a 120 life. Uh, there's no 120 life here, Dan Pro. <laughs> come on, dude. You're slacking. Um, as you know, uh, I, I told, as I stated earlier in the, in the first hour, I wanted to bring Shannon Adcock, uh, founder of uh, Awake Illinois, on. Because basically Pritzker and his ilk made her out to be uh, the face of supremacy, white supremacy, basically. And I, I, I went through her Twitter account trying to find the hate. I can't find it. You know what I found, Vilan? What would you find? I found a mother who wanted to protect not just her kids, but kids throughout the, not just the state of Illinois, but across the country. I found a person that did not fall in line to the Republican Party or the Democrat Party, and they both came after her equally. And I wanted to bring her on because they painted this picture that she's this racist, and I've really gotten to know Shannon in the last year, two two years, I believe. We serve on the board together um, for uh, Grace Association, and she's, I mean, Vilan, if you ever sat down and had a conversation with her, you'd be like, wow, I call her West Side. West Side, welcome back to Black and Right. <laughs> Hi, hi, John. Happy early birthday, and hi, Roland. How are you? How are you, you doing? I have to calm down. I have, I have to calm down, Shannon. But yeah, bring your cortisol. Bring <laughs> I mean, you know, my friend, who you, I got you guys got to have a conversation. I'll just call him the ghost right now. You probably know who I'm talking to. If not, I'll talk to you offline and let you know who he is. Uh, he really wants to meet with you because he really believes in what you're doing. He really wa- he wants to be as he called as he said he wants to be front row in the peanut gallery cheering on. Shannon Adcock. So, Shannon, with that said, what happened in these? Well, in these I appreciate lo- local your elections? love. I appreciate your love and support. I think that's amazing. I don't want this to be about me, though. You know, we met when I ran for school board in 2021, and yes, I came out and said race hustling in the classroom is regressive. It's child abuse. It's anti-American, and I became a white supremacist by the left. Right? Their narrative works, and really, the same mo, the same strategy was applied to the amazing, amazing school board candidates that ran in this 2023 cycle. Everyday moms, dads, concerned citizens. And I want to give a, a, hat, a hat tip and a shout out to them because, you know, whether people are, are willing to realize it or not, the reality is the battle for America and for the minds and souls of children is really in the schools and in education, public education. And so the ground zero of what people might call the culture war, that's putting it too kindly, it's really the battle for liberty and for American principles and for common sense and truth. Um, The ground zero is really in these elections for for school board. 
And so hat tip to the courageous people who ran, you know, campaigns of integrity, really amazing people. And some did win. Um, Not enough, but some did win. And so, you know, they weren't called white supremacists this cycle. They were called what? MAGA extremists. Mm, Yeah. Far right extremists. Yeah. Book banners. um, Anti-LGBTQ. You know, the left is so good at telling a story. And meanwhile, conservatives clutch their pearls Mm -hmm. and pretend that these elections are not partisan and they play nice in the sandbox and they say, Ooh, Shannon Adcock, Ooh, awake Illinois, too extreme. You know, they're too, too conservative. BS shame on the conservatives, shame on the Republican party, shame on people who recognize the war on children and do nothing. So here's my shout out. I give props to governor Pritzker who put hundreds of thousands of dollars into these elections. Yep. Did we have any big donor putting hundreds of thousand dollars into conservative elections? Nope. No, I tried. I tried. I had pitch decks that went around. I talked to numerous people. I won't name names, but I tried because I knew they would need money because we were up against the Goliath of Pritzker money, who is looking to make your child transgender through his connection with Lori Children's, which, by the way, that's going to be exploding. Get ready to talk about that, John. The content that we have found from Lori Children's that's going into school districts, they don't want us to show it to parents, but we're going to show it. Yeah. It's disgusting. So your governor funded school board elections and the mailers that went out and painted school board candidates as far right extremists showing pictures of the Capitol on January 6th as if these good moms and dads are, are, are insurrectionists, are extremists. Disgusting. But you know what the mailers said? Paid for by the Democratic Party of Illinois. So congratulations to Governor Pritzker to the Democrat Party of Illinois and to the teacher unions, Illinois Education Association president putting out uh, a great congratulatory message to their to their members saying, good job, we yep. won. And you know what? They did. They did. So the onus is not on us to say, oh, shame on the left. No, they did the mail-in ballot. They did the marketing. They did the funding. And what did conservatives do? Well, the conservative candidates who ran, God bless them, we've been doing Zoom calls with them. We've been advising them. We've been supporting them. And it wasn't enough yeah, because it, we're up against the Goliath of Pritzker, the Dems and the teacher union. So this is what you get, Illinois. And by the way, real quickly, John, 10 percent to 30 percent at best, 30 percent in Chicago voter turnout, 10 percent to 20 on average in the rest of these municipal elections. That is the amount of people that are determining your yeah. majority of your tax dollars, yeah. 10 to 20 percent voter turnout. Right. If you're just joining the show, we're talking with Awake Illinois founder. Shannon Adcock. Shannon, I, I know a lot of uh, progressives that are involved in these uh, school boards and, and you know, the, the runnings and getting people elected. And they're doing a lot of winning. So I want the exact numbers on the winning that you say some of us won. How much did we win, if any? Because I know people well, are still ground. waiting. We're still waiting. April 15th is when the elections will be certified and mail-in ballots are still coming in. And so we can't say definitively yes. Um, but I can tell you, you know, you use the word liberal and we need to stop doing that. You know, liberals and conservatives should actually have quite a bit in common. Um, it's the left. It's the Marxist. It's the anti-American sentiment that is the problem, right? They're crushing American liberty and they're coming for the minds and souls of your children. The Red Guard is here in, in America right now. You know what? I hear Sean Thompson say that all the time. He's a classic liberal. Nobody knows what that means. Nobody's going to dust that word off. 
and and rejuvenate yeah. it because Rush Limbaugh has inviscerated that word. I listened to him since I was 15 years old. There's no coming back for the word liberal. Liberal constitutes left now. That That's just done. It either, it's either you're a conservative or you're a person on the right that's fighting for liberty. Now, you could be somebody like Liberty Lawrence or, or, or call yourself sure. whatever you want. You could be about liberty, but liberal, but you that know what's done. crazy? Here's the thing, though. Republicans are terrified of being called Republican. Yeah. They it, won't yeah. lean into their own principles. Paul Vallis was petrified of being labeled as anything conservative. So you have people who think that they can be, be ideologically promiscuous, and that is the problem. Pritzker and the Dems owned everything about their narrative. Everything. It was actually very impressive. I give them that credit all day long. I was trying to get the Republican Party and certain conservatives to say, support the pro-child, pro-academic narrative. And they were terrified. Hey, Shannon, 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 we got about 50 seconds left. I want you to, in 50 seconds, give me what's the way forward for to win in here in Illinois. Got 45 seconds. Go. The way forward. Fill every single precinct seat in your local Republican township. Make local elections partisan. Recognize it. Own it. Get funding because you need GOP funding. That's what you're going to need. You can't do it on your own. Infiltrate the GOP. Take it over. Vote Don Tracy out. Get all of these bootlicking rhinos out and actually make it a party of the people for conservative values. 2025, we're getting ready. We're not done. We've planted some great seeds. Thank you. Shannon Adcock, you could also um, put Yorkville 115 in your win district, too, because they they took over the school board district in Yorkville. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. You're always the best. Uh, You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Marvin. Welcome back to Black and Red Radio. I got lost in the music right there. I guess he can hit the high note. <laughs> Dude, I, thought, I got lost in the music. <laughs> I guess he can hit the high note. I thought George Michaels could hit the we high note better, better than him. R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Well, we know George Michael could hit the high note. <laughs> <laughs> we know he can hit those high notes. No. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Milan. I didn't say nothing. Uh, Phil from Blue Island, I still love you, man. But I'm I'm so sick and tired of of these politicians taking advantage uh, of black people because they play to the culture, they play to the black issues, but they're never solving the black issues. But but did you, but you which which, which hold on, which I don't think government has the answers to what ails the black culture, to what ails the black community. I but, don't. But I don't you, think government is the answer. But you forget about the question that Phil asked you: What has the white politicians that's been mayor and in power done for black people? That's the question that you avoid. Look at Ron DeSantis in Florida. Well, as far as school. Wait, wait, time out, time out. You want to talk? Look at Ron. Listen, there are more black people who become multimillionaires under conservative Republican leadership. You, that, that happens, right? Right. But, you know, right before we go to the phone calls, I, I heard this oldie but goodie. I believe you, you brought this up to me a long time ago, and I was supposed to play it, and I didn't. Okay. Morgan Freeman's on Don Lemon's show. Oh, yeah. And... I want I want to get your reaction to this, okay? Because you know I love Morgan Freeman. Me too. You know he. I mean I don't know if he's left or right, but he makes some dang on good points, just like this one, right? Back to because I, I I thought what you said was fascinating because you called it bull when you said people can't you know. 
pull themselves up. Do you think that race plays a part in wealth dis- distribution or either a mindset that you can't Today? or cannot? Yeah. No. You don't? No. I don't. I don't. I, you and I, we're proof. Why would race have anything to do that with alone, it? That alone, right Stick there. Your, put your mind to what you want to do and go for that. Uh, it's kind of like religion to me. It's a good excuse for not getting there. Yeah. You know, I said, and it's probably getting me in trouble, but I said to some of my colleagues recently, so I know that it's an issue, but I've been, it seems like every single day on television I'm talking about race, and it's because of the news cycle, it's in the news, but sometimes I get so tired of talking about it, I want to... I want to just go, this is over, can we move on? And, and if you talk about it, it exists. Right. Yeah. It's not like it exists and we refuse to talk about it. But making it a bigger issue than it needs to be is the problem we have. Oh, Falan. That's, I, well, i tell you one thing. He's not, he, he's not a racist. No. Well, he, he'll, he'll probably become the next Larry Elder, the black face of white supremacy. Though, right? You know what? I think they're just ready for, to push him aside. They don't, because I don't hear the left say anything about Morgan Freeman. He, not, he didn't get canceled for that. Right, he never got canceled. He or never the, got canceled about anything. Or that other one interview he did with um, Wallace, remember? Right, he ne- he hasn't been canceled. They just look at him as an old dude, and we just going to leave him alone. Yeah. But they but they tried to cancel Jim Brown. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and he's got the real black card. <laughs> you know, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it, 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 it amazes me who they pick and choose to, to go after. Yeah. You know, they pick and choose who to go after, and and, and I'm I'm just I'm telling you, I, I I am up to here with the foolishness that happens throughout our communities. And uh, let's go to Nick from the Northwest Side. The Northwest Side G, the, the GOP pushed out the numbers. Welcome back, Nick. Yeah, hi guys. Uh, How's it going? Thanks for being here, doing a live show, uh, uh, John and uh, was it Revlon or how was it? <laughs> Revlon, Revlon, yes, Revlon. Oh, don't oh, do it, don't do it. <laughs> you get it wrong? No, it's, ver- it's Verlon, but you know that's that's like putting lipstick on me, man. But I'm not a pig. Oh man. Boy, hey, don't get me excited, man. I'll come over to you. Oh, I now remember who oh, Nick whoa, is now. Whoa, go ahead, Nick. But I want to say, I wanted to say a thank you to the. Uh, obviously, a lot of black people, a lot of Hispanic people voted for uh, Vallis. And uh, I didn't, and for a while in the beginning, when before I really started running and getting uh, polls going, uh, I didn't think he was going to do that well, you know. So I was pleasantly surprised, and I want to just say thank you to all the nice people out there on this uh, Easter day. To uh, Okay, I'm, I'll call you Mr. Co-host and, and John. <laughs> all right. So I don't want to. Troublemaker. Right. Okay, man. Okay. <laughs> Just call him the troublemaker. He he goes by that, so that's fine. Let's go back to da- let's go back to the phone lines. David from Lansing. Welcome back to Black and Right. Revlon. Hi guys. I'm <laughs> coming in medium to avoid any. Ah, uh, that's my boy right there. <laughs> What's up, brother? Right, I'm a fire. I'm a fire lyric factory. Just stick with me. Uh, anyway, um, Chicago. How do we fix Chicago through voting? I think there's a huge. Um, problem, there's a misunderstanding with Chicago citizens. I heard like three weeks ago that a group is going to go downtown and protest businesses leaving. Well, you you may, you know, do that, but that's not going to stop businesses from leaving. In my opinion, uh, growing up around Chicago my whole life, um, it's not, you know, it used to be high taxes. Now it's doubly bad because there's high taxes and crime. Businesses are, are leaving because of high taxes and crime. So the, if you want 
I'm talking to people that vote Democrat. Yeah. You're worsening the environment in which businesses need to operate because these Democrats coming in the, with these district oh, attorneys yep, Dave, make your point. We got to go. They're, 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 le- they're letting criminals out, making the business inv- harder to operate a business. So when you do that, yeah. there's more crime and they leave. That's, That's true. That, David, we got to go. But thank, we got to go, David. Thanks so much for calling. All we'll right. be right back. This show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. This is my proudest moment. I've been dreaming of becoming the top female swimmer for one year, but getting here wasn't easy. I first learned how to swim when I was seven years old at Boy Scout camp. What might surprise you is. I was actually a really slow swimmer at first and stayed a really slow swimmer through the first couple years of my collegiate career. Then I turned 23 and all of a sudden I'm the best swimmer in the women's division. And I can't track exactly what changed. I guess I'm just a late bloomer. Because swimming's been such a big part of my life for so long, it's where my happiness comes from. You can't have happiness without penis. Hmm. I've never noticed that before. With being the best at something, you always get haters. Like, I don't understand what this controversy is all about. I guess people just don't like it when they see a woman succeeding. I compete in three different strokes. Freestyle, the butterfly, and the backstroke. You gotta be in the pool for hours each day. It's the only way to become the best. I guess I must have drank a lot of water on that lap. Yeah, it's not all easy. Some of the other ladies don't feel comfortable being in the same locker room as me. I'm appalled. I, I just don't understand why. I don't even know how to come back from that. You are doing this because you know you. Now you want me to raise my voice like you did <laughs> for the last hour and a half. Hop Daddy played that. I didn't play. Look, look, look. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Wait, wait, before you say that. So the reason why I wanted to talk about that was because Riley Gang. Riley Gaines, that's her name. She's the swimmer who Leah Thompson um, beat out. Oh, So she was at San Francisco State University, I believe, at a Turning Point USA event. I, I, I wish wish the audio could work because I, believe, I don't know if I sent it to George, though. Uh, she was attacked. She was uh, cornered by the trans crowd. Hmm. Not, not just that. Then you have what happened in Tennessee. And Villan. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've been try- kind of, you know, laid back when it came to this trans thing. Yep. But they have lost their rabbit minds. Yep. The way they're going after these women. Yep. Where 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 are the feminists, Villain? Where are they? They've been they've been shamed just like Republicans. They've been shamed into silence. You can't say anything to 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 promote your womanhood. You can't say anything to promote your conservative or Republican or you will be smeared as a homophobe or a racist or somewhere in between. Now, John, I got a question for you. Yeah. How many times have you been hit on by a tra- transsexual? How dare you? Oh, my God. I don't know. I've never. I don't. It, it's coming. I don't. Well, it's not going to be safe for guys to go to bars and just hang out anymore. We're gonna- wait, 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 wait. Tell me about that, that question came out of the bowels of Verlon, <laughs> the troublemaker. So let's ask the question. <laughs> 
Can I just point out that if you watch some of those old Maury shows, uh, they had the can you guess or not. And uh, Oh, I remember that. Yeah, you really couldn't guess. Yeah, a lot of times you couldn't guess. And that was like late 80s, early 90s technology. That's coming your way. Soon you will, you're going to want to just go, relax, hang out at bars, and you're going to be forced to be in the presence of transsexuals, and they're going to have the freedom to hit on you guys, and you can't say anything back like a squeamish Republican. I, please, I'll say something. No, no. Do I'm not. You, wait, I gotta stand up for that. One. <laughs> you think I, I ain't no, Velan? I'm. I'm I will stop going, Velan. Let me tell you something. I am not afraid of anybody. I understand, Velan. I need. I think you really need to understand this. I am so. My my. You know. I know. You know. I know. You're not a faith person. But I am becoming such a faith-filled person. I feel like Martin Luther King in some regards when he. When Martin knew his time was up, he knew it. Martin Luther King knew he was about to go. And I'm not saying I'm about to go. I know. But I'm at, I'm at that peace level for anybody to come after me. What, what are you going to do? Destroy me? I've been destroyed. What are you going to do? Uh, make me lose my job? I've lost my job. What are you going to do? Make me lose everything? I've, almost, I've lost everything. I've lost a son. I've lost. I've lost I, I, me and my wife used to be one rich, but we, we had a lot of money. I've lost it all, Verlon. What 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 else can be done to me? You haven't been hit with a hate charge or a homophobic charge. Those are the two you haven't been hit with, and those are vicious. I don't care. Vicious people. I don't care. They are ready to kill. I don't let them. And they are Run killing up on me. Run they up are on me. killing. Run up. That's all I got. Run up. All right. Moving on to other news right now, the Biden administration is proposing new rules that would stop schools and colleges across the country from enacting bans on transgender athletes. Jasmine Payot is here in the studio with a look at what's in that proposal. Good morning, Jasmine. They don't want you to be able to say anything or choose anything. Right. What I was about to say, I never doubt another man's word and where he stands. I'm not going to doubt you. All I'm saying is these these people not playing. I'm a hood. You know what? Me too. I'm a hood. Dude, I'm, I'm... Dude, I'm sorry. I don't care. You live whatever life you want to live. Don't bring it to my door. Do whatever the hell you want to do with your life. You know me. I, I, you want to live. You want to be trans. You want to do all that. Do it. You have every right. That's your freedom to do. You want to castrate yourself. That's on you. Do it. I have no hateful bone in my body for anybody from the alphabets. LGBTQ plus ATAZ, XYMZ, JBL or whatever. I have no problem. Guess what? Live your life. I have no, the GOP led states. I have no problem with that, Vlad. They not bring it to your door. They bring it to the bar, and I'm going to stop going. <laughs> That's all to it. Wait, wait. This sounds like personal, bro. Hey, look, man. This sounds personal, Vlad. Hey, look. No, I've never been hit on by uh, a trans. You know of. No, no, Wrong. no. I know I haven't been hit on by a trans. But I have been hit on by a gay guy. Oh, yeah, that's hap- I, that's happened to me when I was with Deborah. Yeah, when I was uh, a flaming gay, not yeah. a not uh, a masculine like you didn't know, and then he hit on you. Did a you flaming, say flaming? Yeah, a flaming gay. They, he, okay, you got to explain what a flaming gay person is. A flaming gay is one I that you can see it. You can see it. Oh, Vlad. People are gonna say we hate we hate people. <laughs> we'll be right back. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560. 
But Vilan, you, you, I showed you the video of Riley Gaines during the break. Um, would you say that she was in fear of her life? Yes. Yeah. I you, saw the, you look saw on the her police face. support, right? Yes. How much was there? And they didn't. They didn't want to do any. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. Because people are in fear of if you do anything, even to protect yourself against a trans person, you're going to get that vitriol. Yeah. That's why I asked you earlier: Are you ready for the hate charge, or you know, or, or the homophobic charge? Because I'm not homophobic, so I'm not concerned about it. But they they still gonna don't tag care. You with I don't it. care. I'm not homophobic. I am not homophobic. As I've stated on this show, my mentor, my mentor was gay. Mm-hmm. Was gay. I sound like the white people who say I got black friends. Yeah. But guess what? I have friends who live the lifestyle, mm-hmm. and you know what? We have these discussions. We go toe to toe. And guess what, what? Guess what happens? What we go eat, we go drink. Mm-hmm. You see that? You see? Remember? Remember? This was the same crowd that was begging for tolerance. Yeah. Now that they've been accepted, they are now the the the, the people that once begged for tolerance are intolerant of any and everybody else. That's you because know? you won't celebrate it. I don't have to celebrate their lifestyle. Oh. I don't. They, that's, Why? That's the last step. Guess what? No. Live your, again. Live what? Live how you want to live. Don't force me or anybody else to accept what you believe in your mind that you are. That's 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 bottom line for me. But the language have been has been changed. Definitions have been changed. Yeah. If you say anything different, <laughs> they're going to come so, after you. So how is it not a First Amendment violation of me that they can say whatever they want to say, but I can't say anything in opposition to their belief or their stance because it's how is it, it not a first amendment violation against me well listen it's it it hasn't been adopted by the constitution but as far as i'm not i, don't, I can't say most people but for, for for enough people it's been accepted that it's morally the right thing to do to give those people the spotlight accept them for who they are and if you, and if you speak against it you're a hater. Hey, Villan. Y- you are full of hate if I, you speak against I know them. you on Twitter. You, you you ever seen that man on Twitter? He has this graph. You know, F around on this side, find out on that side. Uh-uh. You never seen that Twitter? I'm going to show you that during the break. Okay. See, there's this thing that's called, if you F around, you'll find out. <laughs> so go ahead. Okay. Go ahead and play in that sandbox if you want to. Okay. Villan, again. Find out. You want to find out? Come at me. I bet, right. Like I said, I bet, dude, dude, Valon, I, I, I really don't think people understand. To the crowd out there who've lost a, a child, you know what I'm saying. There is no, no pain, no hurt that's deeper than that that they could do to me now that, hasn't, that I haven't experienced or gone through. I lost an entire Hundred thousand dollar job, Villan. Yeah, they tried to take me out. Yeah, part of it was my fault. Yeah, but yet here I stand, not because of John Anthony, not because of who I am, but it's because of the God that I serve. Right. And guess what, brother? I'm like David. I got five stones in my hand. Run up and find out that not that one of these stones is not gonna knock you the you know what out. It's not enough of you. To win this fight. I don't see... I don't need to win the fight. He wins. God wins. I got you. I got you. God wins. Point blank. But this nation needs a win. Yeah. 
this nation needs to return to God to win again. Mm. Return. You know? Yeah. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, then I will hear from them and heal their land. That's what God, that's what the word of God says. And that's what I stand, that's what I stand on, that's what I believe in. We'll be right back. John was right. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. You ain't black. Coming in hot. Just like the fajita. I write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the Welcome back. Hour three of Black and Red Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker. If you missed the first two hours, head over to 560theanswer.com. Download the podcast. You can listen to this show no matter where you are. Just like Dennis Revelletti is listening on his way back home from a very, very far off land. Safe trip. Safe trip, brother. Um, you know, <clears throat> Valon, you know, I think we've gotten to this position or to this place in in our politics and because we've been silent. We were silent and afraid of how people could cancel us. Mm-hmm. And we cannot afford to be concerned about being canceled anymore. I'm because because the left is pushing. They're testing. They're pushing. They're testing. They're seeing where the parameters are, how far they can push. And you know, they have patience. They will take an issue and incrementally work it for decades before they get their way. Oh, you're right. Whereas we want to do everything right away. We're not, we're not willing to be patient. Uh, and then we don't have the players. We don't have the people placed in positions of leadership who understands the art of war they don't understand the 48 laws of power. Um, and this is why we're in this predicament that we are in today. They don't, they, they have tools to fight, but they don't understand the battlefield that's in front of them. That's the perfect segue into the next subject I want to talk about. But, as we're going to get the callers off. But, right. I, well, but this is what I, but, I, but since I haven't talked to Mike from the North Side in a long time, I got to put the requirement on, on Mike from the North Side and Mark. You have to say oh, Verlon was right, oh, and then you can say whatever you want to say. So let's talk to these brothers, and I'm going to switch the subject. Help us, God. Let's go, Mike, from the north side. Mike, please say it so he, he, we can get this over with. <laughs> I was going to call to say that, but is this black and white radio, or is it down low? I don't know. <laughs> this is the subject. Thank I'm low with a homo. I don't know. Thank you, Mike. Valai was coming with those questions. Didn't it sound personal, Mike? <laughs> Didn't those questions Verlon sound was personal? Right. Here, Verlon was right. He was the only one who was right when he said 80% of the blacks are going to vote for Johnson. That's right. I told people, I got called by people paying big money to come work Dallas's campaign. And I says, no, he's running a losing campaign. You can't wait to two weeks before the election and trot out these people. See, right. this one supports me. He had no 
basic organization. And when he flipped on abortion, yep. he ticked off the Orthodox Christians and the conservative Catholics. Yeah. I didn't even vote in the mayoral election. I voted for my choice for alderman, and I wasn't going to waste the one and a half seconds yeah. in that. Right. Well, well Mike, you, you were right, too, because you, you pretty much predicted that Brandon Johnson would win as well. You said that on this show. And, and, and the thing is, I got Dallas's uh, phone number, cell phone number in my phone. I drove him around four years ago. He does not listen. He's a typical city boss. I worked for these people for 37 years. They come in, they don't know anything what you're doing, they don't know construction, and they just start making demands and stuff. And you tell them you can't do it that way. And they think, they just think something's going to happen, they wish, and you're going to do it. And I told him no. And I told everybody, he's a loser. You hear him speak. He came to our German club, and this guy just talks around in circles and circles and circles. And not once did he say he was going to get rid of Kim Fox. So the conservatives mm. abandoned him. Now, I look at it this way. There is no difference between Brandon Johnson and Paul Vallis. I'm way, way far away from those guys. They're standing right next to each other. The only difference is one was white. And that's not enough of a reason for me to vote for you. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Hey, hey Awesome. Mike Mike was right, too. Yeah, Thank Mike you, was Mike. right. Yeah. All right. Let's go to man on the street. Mark, what's going on, brother? Hey, Mark Warmore, man on the street. I'm down in Wrigleyville. The Cubs just won 10-3. Nice. So that's go a Cubs. report. Happy, happy Easter. Berlon, new nickname Revlon was right. Oh yeah, I take I take Revlon from you. I award you no points, <laughs> and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Go so, ahead, Mark. Good. I, I thought Johnson was I thought Johnson was going to win too. I met Johnson three or four times. He's a very nice guy. I'm just hoping that he he doesn't go. As bad as Lightfoot, I'm hoping he, he starts enforcing the law and not raise taxes and, and chase away business. I, I don't. I, I got. I have some optimism that he's going to do the right thing by regular people in Chicago. Mark, but I come don't know, on, man. You don't believe that. Every everything you said, you cannot believe it. He's going to raise taxes on businesses. He's going to raise taxes on people making a hundred thousand and up. So that's that's going to chase away business right there. And as far as the police is concerned, he's going to he's going to cut that by a third. I mean, you can't believe you can't have reimagine policing. You can't have optimism yeah. when it comes to that. I have none. I'm, I'm hopeful. I, well, you had I, optimism in the first time. hour. What? No, I just said wait and see. No. <laughs> I'm not leaving Chicago, by the way. I, this is my hometown. And I'm staying here, and I'm I'm just hoping like the vaccine mandate for new cops. That's something. Maybe he'll get rid of. Maybe he'll ease up on it. Hey, let me comment real quick on Riley Gaines. I I met her at CPAC, and she's wonderful. And I talked to her. I said, what, you know, what should you have done? She didn't know what to do. She's a victim here. I coach, you know, I don't know if you know, I coached uh, girls volleyball for a number of years. I worked for the YMCA for a number of years. We cannot have biological uh, men playing girls sports and we can't have them in the bathrooms. And this is a basic thing. I don't know who's allowing this, but it's, it's just insane. A man should not be playing women's sports. That's, yeah. you know, that's it. That's it. Yes. So, or, or a man should not be I, allowed into a, a, a restroom with women. Point blank. Yeah, period. School, in the you, story, you make a, a you make accommodations. There's accommodations for all kinds of kids in school. There's kids that are afraid to use the bathroom. There's kids that have issues. Uh, you know, I don't want to go into it, but they make accommodate. You don't make everyone right. else have accommodations for somebody that has to have special use of the bathroom. And that's why maybe we need more single use bathrooms or the 
the nurses or the uh, the teacher's bathroom. But this whole idea of having guys in the locker room, it's insane. Who's promoting this? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just can't. I'm glad you guys are discussing it. And uh, you guys are have a great show today. And the end of the segment at the six, before six, John, you're on fire there. I, I, I'm inspired. <laughs> well, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was a little I mad. Hearing you. I was a little mad. Hey, one more <laughs> plug. That sportswear you got is tremendous. I just want to know if we're going to get a, a Jim from South Elgin shirt and maybe a Mitchell <laughs> shirt and maybe a Mark Man on the Street shirt uh, I don't and maybe know. a Revlon shirt. Oh, I God. Don't know. We'll see, see. That name's going to stick now, Revlon. Yeah. Maybe it's Maybelline. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for calling us. Yeah, Hi, Blanc, we, we actually, actually, we do have a, a, a guest at the 635 hour. Oh, okay. I've actually um, invited the. Um, I believe he's the executive director for the Housing Authority of Cook County. Remember, I, tr- I was supposed to have him on a couple of weeks ago. Okay, we're going to discuss what they're doing in Cook County as far as the homeless population, what they're trying to do, some of the programs that they're trying to do. Is we'll nobody going to point out that that somebody called him Revlon, so he started singing the Maybelline song? Yeah. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybelline. <laughs> I did. I did. I mean, it's a clown show at this point. <laughs> wait, wait, George. We I can't did. even get our our you know never mind the females and males straight. We can't even get our female products straight. Oh. George, I didn't want to call him out, so I. <laughs> Hey, that's the only that's the only song I can think of. I ignore. Hey, he hey, he's a George thanks Michaels. for nothing. He's a George Michael's fan, so right. you know that's what's what those George Michael's fans do, right? So that means we have one segment. Yeah, so let's go. We, we where have you one. Hit it? What, no, we have one segment. Yeah, but just hit it. Just go. We're gonna where talk about it? the two black representatives that oh, was expelled okay. from the Tennessee House because they were fighting for gun, uh, not gun rights, against guns. Yeah, but what did they actually do though? Well, they took bull horns, they hit the floor, and they led a charge against the house. So they violated the they house vi- decorum they, rules. Right. They violated the rules, but two young, charismatic black men were expelled, and the one white woman wasn't. The optics look bad, and like I keep telling conservatives, you live in the moment, and these people think long term. You are making symbols martyrs after these people and they're going to be cemented in the tennessee house like john yeah, they, they, lewis they have made martyrs of them yeah, they're they gonna make martyrs. Made martyrs of them but but again okay you you talked about that we're going to talk about this when we get back from the break but the reason why that woman was not expelled i don't know if i would have pushed for expulsion but the reason why she wasn't expelled she didn't take to the bullhorn she didn't do any of the things that those other two did yeah that's why she didn't break the house rules like they did. And she won't be around like they will because they will be reelected from their districts and they will be there forever. So you've made long term symbols out of these two young, young people, 22 years old. Yeah. They'll be there for a lifetime and they will be people that will change the direction of the Tennessee house. Uh, I don't know about that right now. Watch. Nah. Ain't Tennessee ain't ready for the walking, all that wokeness shit. It's yet. coming, dude. You got the mountain, the mountain hillbillies, <laughs> man. They ain't, they ain't giving up that yet. Not, not, not yet. You listen to the black and right. We'll be right back. Back to black and right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM five sixty. The answer. All right, Belon, let's get right to it. Go ahead. Listen, these two young black men, you should have just you should have just censured them and let them have their moment. I know they broke the rules, but you're living in the moment because they're going to be reelected and you're going to have to deal with these people, especially you old white guys 
for a long time to come. They're going to outlive you and they're going to they're going to use this moment to push a movement. And you know how Democrats are. They will flood your state from other states with activists. And this movement is going to grow and more and more of these types will be elected. And you're not going to like what's going to happen to your state. Your state will become a purple state. Then you're going to have to worry about Democrats and pop and policies that you're not used to. And it's going to happen. I I know you guys think you have a solid red state now, but you got to think of Memphis and Nashville, Texas, so, even Texas, Texas, e- even is, Texas. Texas is teetering. It can go. Yeah. It can. You remember Hillary was focusing on it uh, a while back. It can go. Yeah. So you got to you got to be smart. You got to play this game the smart way. And yeah. what they did was not smart. Well, yeah. You know what, though? Yeah. You talked about racism, right? Yep. What if I tell you it was, um, I'm reading from, oh, thefederalist.com. They did an article about it. And they talked about how Johnson called uh, Representative Sabi Dot Kumar as a brown face because he was, you know, Kumar is an Indian immigrant who happens to be Republican. Right. So how, how did he not get called out on that? The same way Presley didn't get called out when she said, we don't need no more black faces, brown faces, or whatever faces that don't represent the people, the constituency. She never got called out on it, and she said it way more harshly than a Johnson could. Yeah, but I, I, I agree with you that that all it takes is a, is a spark in a lot of these red states yeah. of, of something like this to make all those people. Look at Georgia. You ever thought Georgia would be this purple? blue this blue this fast? Is it purple or blue? Uh, I mean, well, well, I guess with what's his name winning, but yeah, I mean, it's purple. He's no conservative, but <laughs> so he's still got to play to that, you know, that center line. Well, um, but, uh, but 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 to your point, and, and I'm agreeing with you. All it does do, all it does is take a a moment, something to light a, a match. Um, because I listened to the guy. I, I wish we had his audio. Uh, sounding like a, a broken Martin Luther King. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, dude, talk, talking in, in regular English. Uh huh. You know, and uh, he sounded like he was, you know, trying to put his best Martin Luther King impression on. Of course, you know, and you know, dude, they went through with a bullhorn. Yeah. A, then, then, then there's a, another side of me, Valon, that says, what happened? How Tennessee Republicans did it? Good. Because what's been happening to Republicans across the country, being stripped from committees and things of that nature, guess what? This is fighting fire with fire, right? Yeah, but they're getting painted with the white supremacy. I don't care about what that racist that brush. Guess what? And guess what? They're standing tall, standing strong, yeah. and they're not backing down from it right now. But you got to think long term. See, I think long term, and it's it's not going to be well for Tennessee long term. You. Once the nation look, these two young guys were on TV with Joe Biden. The president is coming down on Tennessee. I don't give a crap what he he doesn't even know where Tennessee is. uh, The administration, the people that that do know where they are, they're coming down on Tennessee, and this is not going to stop for the next two years. Verlon, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what will be the bigger problem if the Tennessee Republicans um, back down. If they back down. Oh yeah, they, they, there will be a problem. I'm kind of happy they did what they do, the way they went about doing it. Uh, exposure, I don't know. Censure, man, maybe. But guess what? They fought. They fought back. They pushed back. That's what I've been begging for. 
for Republicans across the country. Off, Daddy? Uh, I was just going to say, if uh, Biden administration people who know what's going on are going to go down there and harass Tennessee, then Tennessee's going to get bludgeoned with Venn diagrams. <laughs> See, I was trying to stay serious like John, but I- I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something, John. <laughs> Ask yourself this question. Do the people of Tennessee really understand House rules and why? Nobody got expect. You know what? Not even the people who serve in the in these houses understand the rules. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, man? that's why it's a losing argument because nah. all they know is what they see on TV. No, here's why it's a winning argument in a place like Tennessee. Here's, here's why: these people who vote for these Republicans are like, yeah, finally somebody's fighting for me. They're fighting for me now. It's about time that a Republican led something. Guess what? Laid the smack down. And people are excited about that. And the same thing can be said for those two young black guys that represent those districts. Somebody's fighting for me. And once they come back in a couple of years and vote. So technically, right, I got to look at how what those rules were. What? Let's say the people who now have to choose their replacements. Why can't they repick them? I'm pretty sure. That's what happened with Derek Smith here in, in Illinois. Yeah, but... You remember he got kicked out? I mean, basically... Yeah. And then he won his election and was right back. These guys are selecting these placeholders, and the and they're gonna they're not going to stop for two years, and you're not going to hear from them. Those people from those districts are going to hear from these two guys for the next couple of years, and they're going to run again. And Biden already said it's going to be a special election. They're going to run again... Where? In Tennessee. No, no, no. That's not how it works. The The... I, from my I ain't talking about Biden gonna make it a special election. No, 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 election. no, 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 no. He, he can't. I know. I'm talking so about the chairman, the chairman, the chairman of those of that district uh, of the Democrat, the Democrat chairman of those county districts, or, where, or wherever they represent, they get to pick the, the replacement. I understand, but they already. I, I've been listening to it on TV for since they've been expelled. There are going to be special elections held, and they can retake their seats. Right. It's our, so they will be reelected. It's just hands down; these are their chosen guys now. Yeah, and, and Kelvin, you make a good point. They were fighting to take away our guns, right? You know, because of what happened at that at that shooting. But you got to remember, and that's oh, a, and now they're concerned about Christians too. And you got to remember, see, that's yeah. I'm gl- I'm glad Calvin messaged you and told you and said that because that's the issue right now. They have captured the emotions. Of the people, it's a lot yeah, of people. But, but okay, they've they've captured the emotions of black people around the country, right? Not in Tennessee. Uh, they're, they're, they're not enough of them. They're not know. enough. Vilan, there are too many conservative Republicans in, in, in Tennessee to take it today. I to saw, your point, long term, maybe. But guess what? I'm telling you, Republicans. Can you imagine if that happened in in Illinois and Republicans did this? Do you know uh, uh-huh. the shock waves it was sent throughout the state of Illinois and throughout the rest of the country uh-huh. that Republicans actually stood for something and fought back? Rewind, rewind ten seconds. Yeah, it, I saw a lot of black and white people out there saying, "Get rid of these guns, uh, ban these guns." I seen a lot of both yeah. out there fighting for this. Come take them. Well, this, that's what they're trying to do. Come, t- especially in Tennessee. Come take those guns in Tennessee. They ain't trying. What's going to be fair when you're talking about Tennessee, and uh, you know it's not not takeable today, right? That long term becomes shorter and shorter and shorter. To your point, um, you know when you're talking about how how quick Georgia flipped, a lot of that comes down to influx of youth and you know technology. When you're talking about social media, mail in ballots. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we right, let's get Tom from Sheriffville real quick. Tom, okay. welcome back. 
Yeah, but let's focus on what really happened. Those, those, the politicians, the the Democrat ones in Tennessee, didn't they bring people in to take over the state house? I mean, that that's a riot. You can you can protest all you want, but you can't take over a state house. Oh, it's like what happened in Wisconsin. No, when they no, did no. Seven million Tom, dollars worth of damage. Tom, no, remember. Those are insurrections. Oh. They're not riots, Tom. They're insurrections, mm. right? But you can't. You can't. Regardless of where you fall on policy, you just can't take over a state house. Yeah. yeah no, well, yeah. you shouldn't be be able to. But if you're a Democrat, you can. Yeah, and and and, and, and well, I, that's the problem. Every you have. It doesn't matter what group you're affiliated with. You can, or if you're angry about something, you can't take over a state house. Driving through people's backyard, knocking down mailboxes. <laughs> That's true, Tom. Tom, I thank you so much for calling us. He's right, Milan. He's right, but it depends on who's sending out the message. Oh, Milan, you, George, what, what, what did you say that he said earlier? Milan, you can't. I'm. You can't be concerned about the they. The pro- that's the problem with conservatives and Republicans. We're concerned about the they and not implementation. We have to start implementing these things. Yeah, Verlon is very concerned with the opinions of idiots for some reason, and I'm, I've been trying to figure out why for weeks. You want to know why? Because a lot of people that I talk to, uh, the Richard Irvins and, the, and, and others, you have to work with these people. Once you're in that position, you have to work with these people. It's, there's no living in your own bubble and you think you're going to get legislation passed. You have to work with these people and come to common ground. That's what people in play, the the, the, Rick, uh, the Ricky Hendons and everybody that, that has served have told me. Yeah. Ta-da! You're a Democrat. <laughs> Coming up, guys, we're talking to Executive Director of the Housing Authority of Cook County, Richard Menaccio. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker. I, I think I may be taking that name, Troublemaker, from Vilan because Troublemakers don't care. They go and they cause trouble everywhere they go. Can you do one? Do me one favor. Yeah, can, you, can you read that post that you were telling me about before the? You'll get nothing. Um, you like it. I, which one? The one you said some guy was kind of ripping me. I don't remember. Oh Jesus! Oh, Villan, stop Again, it. Rich one. Yeah, Villan, there's, there's a ton of them here. Villan, Blex it. Villan, stop and just admit you want everything everywhere to be black. <laughs> there's a couple of. Black. No, that's Phil. No, no, that's not Phil. I'm no. I'm saying that's. With, yeah. What feels a pain. Okay, but you know, Valant, you know, as I told you, one of the things I I, I really want to do on this show is bring in people that we may not always agree with, uh-huh. but to have a discussion, right? About you know some of the inner workings, what's happening not only in in throughout Illinois, but in Chicago Cook County area specifically. And my good friend Marcus uh, works at the, um, I believe it's the Housing Authority of of, of Cook County. Now I, I gotta get his name right, uh, Richard. Don't don't beat me up, Richard, if I don't get your name right. But I, I kind of been practicing, Richard Monacchio. Yes, right. executive director of Housing Authority of Cook County. Man, that's perfect, John. Oh Thanks yes, uh, you know I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, you know Marcus is a real near and dear friend of mine, and when he called me, Marcus knows uh, anytime he wants anybody on, I'll have him on. And uh, I, I really I really respect. That you would you would want to come on the show, knowing some of the stuff that we talk about on here, um, but but I but I want to keep it more on a policy level with you because 
Uh, I don't want to, as I told you when we talked, I'm not about giving, I'm not about those gotcha interviews. I want to, I want to, I really want to talk about what's happening in Cook County as it relates to housing. Cause that's all you hear about the homeless. Uh, O'Hare had homeless encampments are there. You know, Rob Emanuel went and shut down all of the uh, underpasses so that the homeless couldn't go there or, or the housing authority. And then there's a ton of issues with housing in the city of Chicago. What is the state of housing in Cook County? Well, you, you raised the, I think you framed it very well, John. Um, the state of housing in Cook County is that it's harder and harder for average people to afford their rent and their mortgage. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. You, um, we have a situation, you know, just basic economics where home prices and rents have uh, eclipsed wage growth by 25% in the last 30 years. So here you just have a basic economic problem. And I would add to that, you have a basic supply and demand issue. Yeah. We're not building enough housing. Um, you know, in Cook County alone, studies have shown, and this is across the political spectrum, that we're three or 350,000 uh, units short. And nationally, uh, some of the major trade groups say we're three and a half or four million short. So really, to me, the way I describe this to folks is that this is an economic issue and yeah. it's uh, supply and demand. And it's on the it's on the supply side that we have to build more. And when the rents go up, people need more income. Right. And, and, and some of the initiatives, initiatives that you're working on right now is um, housing youth, aging out of foster care, expanding home, home ownership opportunities for residents, opportunity fund to assist residents in their educational pursuits. And there's a new veterans house housing in Chicago Heights. Is Am I correct about that? Yes, sir. You've uh, you hit it on the head. Uh, we're very proud of um the, what we're building in, in Chicago Heights for veterans because nobody deserves a uh, stable, beautiful new home more than those who have served our country. So th- this will be the first new development out of the ground for us. We, we've rehabilitated all of our housing, uh, not, and now we're going to build new. You also touched on something, uh, you know, we this, this issue of, you know, the vulnerable population, right? Uh, you know, kids in foster care, I mean, how, uh, you know, first of all, they've been dealt a bad hand to begin with. Uh, not, not everybody. I know there are some good experiences, but, but these, these kids, these young people have had tough lives. And the fact that we at the Housing Authority of Cook County are now going to be able to not only house, but work with 75 young people coming out of the system and get them onto productive lives and careers is truly a, a, a gift. Um, so, you know, this whole idea about housing um, and the lack of housing, the way I look at it, John, is for lower income people, especially that haven't had that stability, our programs are a platform. So if we can house a family with, with, with two kids and they, they know they're going to have a roof over their head, then, you know, their mom or dad can go to uh, go to work without worrying. They can go to school and get a degree. We We help with that. So, this, the business of that we're in is, is getting a roof over families' heads and others, but also giving them a platform to succeed. Okay, um, my name is Verlon, and I'm, I've been listening to you, and I understand that rent has almost doubled here, and 
and a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. But um, and I hear you use this word: people need more income. Does that responsibility fall on the state or the taxpayer? Should we pick up the tab for people that doesn't have the wherewithal to try to make make better of their lives? I mean, why should the taxpayer pick up part of that bill? Uh, hi, Bob. Thank you for that. And uh, I, I think the answer is, uh, I would answer it this way. Um, we know there are we know there are people uh, in this economy that have done very well. And there are others who have not done as well for a whole host of reasons. Uh, and we, we don't have time to get into them all now. But it is true that, you know, wages haven't risen as much as housing prices, not even close. So I would argue that, yes, a just society should subsidize rents for some of the most vulnerable people, elderly, kids, and you know the the program we operate the, the main program we operate is the is the housing choice voucher program keep in mind that the individual who is gets a voucher still pays 30% of their income towards rent i understand that i i have to stop yeah. you right there i think it should be more targeted elderly okay and the the the, the kids like you said that's you know in foster right. homes and things of that nature okay fine we can help them and veterans and veterans i'm sorry i didn't want to leave that out but Right. Um, I just don't agree with just handing out vouchers like that and the taxpayer picking up the bill. You're talking to somebody that's worked from a wage of $3.17 an hour and now making $30 an hour. Uh, it rate, wages have went up, okay? Wages have went up, and, and, and it depends on what field you're working in. It's women that's, that's doing contracts and working agency mm-hmm. at my job that makes almost $50 an hour. And if they do if they do every hour they work over the eight hours, they're making $60 an hour. And we're not even talking about the nurses and whoever else that make $100 an hour and over 100 So it depends. It depends on which field you're working in. And the wages is almost $20 an hour at McDonald's. So I'm telling you, I mean, it depends. No, you're right. And I so here, if, we, if you look at our our, our demographics, okay, when, if you if you take out the kids and you take out the elderly and the disabled, the other folks that we serve, two thirds of those individuals actually work, and I, I don't think I don't think it's enough people understand that. The problem is, you can still qualify for assisted housing if you have two wage earners making making minimum wage. Mm. So I don't think we're that far apart. We yeah. I I totally believe that. If you're given an opportunity to have a housing voucher, you need to make the most of it. So that's why we have programs that are sending kids to school, are are helping people, you know, pay for their gas card to get to work. So I don't think we're we're, we're so far off. Yeah, I, I Mr. Monacchio, Mr. No, yeah. n- n- we got to go to break. I want to. Ho- I, I got you for one more segment. Um, when we come back from break, we're talking with the executive director of the Housing Authority of Cook County, Richard Monacchio. You're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. We'll be right back. This is Black and White with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with The Troublemaker. Before the break, we were talking to... uh, Mr. Richard Monacchio, who's the executive director of the Housing Authority of Cook, uh, Cook County. Um, Philon, you 
wanted to yeah, respond. Yeah, uh, sir, before we went, we had to go to a hard break. I want to quickly respond to what you were saying. Back when I was 20 years old, I was making 425 an hour, and I had moved out uh, to the north side, the highest part of the city to live in. And my rent was 350 a month for a one-bedroom apartment. My check for two weeks was $248. I had to take that one check and then dip into my next check just to pay rent. Then I had to buy groceries. I, need, I had to uh, have transportation to get back and forth to work, and I did it. And I learned after about a month, man, I got to make a little more money, so I started doing 16 hours to have some money in my pocket. Sometimes you got to work a little harder to, to put money in your pocket instead of putting the onus on the taxpayer. So what do you have to say about that? Well, I, I mean, I, I think you're a, a great example of somebody who, who, who did make it, and that's the American dream. And I think that I think that is a great thing, and a lot of people are able to do that. But, Balan, okay, we have a lot of kids in this country that unfortunately are living in families that haven't made it. So, you know, what I'm trying to do is create a platform. We, you, you can say what you want about, you know, people need to work harder, but I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. Two-thirds of the people that we, that we house that are able to work actually work. A lot of these folks have kids, okay? The kids need child care. Child care is expensive. So by providing this housing that is a, is a, is a springboard for advancement, that, that's the way I look at this. And, and the taxpayers, by the way, aren't, you know, only one in four individuals who actually qualify for housing get it. So uh, when we opened up our waiting list for vouchers, for example, we got 60,000 applications in, in about three days. And this is from, you know, every, all walks of life, middle income, poor people, seniors, uh, homeless. I mean, the, what I'm trying to get across is that not to say, not, not to at all say that what you've accomplished uh, isn't, isn't worthy. And a lot of people are doing that. But it's also the case that a lot of people, especially today, need some help. They need a hand up. Mr. Minocchio, let me ask you a question. Um, you may mention about housing prices have gone up. Have housing prices, the cost of purchase, gone up? Or has rent gone up to where people, is, it's so astronomical where people can't afford the rent? Well, so, yes, the rent, so, yeah, rents have definitely gone up, uh, John. Uh, but so has the cost to build a house, for example. So um, we, what, we're, what we don't really have in this country, what we need to get back to, is we don't really have that housing for folks in the middle, right? I, we, I, we call it the missing middle housing. You know, the, the, the solid bungalow that, that somebody could buy for their, for their first house and then, you know, make some get build some equity and make some money off it because we know that's the number one way to build wealth in this country yeah. is by owning a home that's right. how i did it that's how mo most of us have done it and i have to tell you that what we see being built now is high-end housing because there still are folks that have some disposable income and you know some of the the, the the lower income housing and mixed income but what we don't see and what we have to do on a bipartisan basis is really commit to invest into our housing. Housing is infrastructure, and we have to invest in that. Okay. Mr. Richard Minocchio, uh, thank you so much for joining us on Black and Right Radio um, today. Um, interesting conversation. Uh, as you know, I'm, the people that listen to this show are going insane on, on, on social media. <laughs> <laughs> as you know, but, but guess what? 
kudos to you yeah. for coming on the show. I really, I, I, I give you mad respect for coming onto a, a hostile environment where conservatives are, especially when it comes to uh, monetary issues well, and economics. Well, thank you, John, and I'd love to come back on and take some calls sometime. All right, let's oh, do that. Cool. I, I, you know what? I would love for you to do. Oh. That's even better. Well, we'll have him back in. <laughs> All right. You got to come into studio, though, yes. for that to happen. Yes. I'd love to. All right. I'd love to, guys. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you so much. Richard Minocchio, Executive Director of the Cook Cook County Housing Authority of Cook County. Can I get it out right? Uh-huh. Jeez, Norman might be right from Rockford. <laughs> Today, Junior. Today, Junior. Rebeletti, I know you're on the line right now. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take your question, you know, when we get back from break, brother. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Uh, I think one of the things that, I, that, I, that we probably failed to talk to him about, Milan, was property taxes and how it affects so much and not just rent but also the the cost of housing um but when we come when he comes back in studio we definitely are going to um litter him with those type of questions see i didn't want to we only had so much time right, we only had much that's, right. that's the reason why but i didn't go there that's why i said taxpayers why do they have to pick up the bill because basically yeah. you're going to pay more in property taxes yeah rebel lady what do you think i think that uh there's always affordable housing and there's free housing and there's never enough of it. And uh, why is the focus on that when uh, money is being spent by the trillions? You're not seeing any redevelopment back in the country. But uh, what if, you know, I was talking to the uh, new DuPage County chairman about affordable housing and what does that mean? And I asked her what the, uh, who might get that and she said that would be up for discussion. So, Housing is always a, a, an interesting issue. Uh, who gets it? Why they get it? But uh, that's a much bigger discussion than a few minutes here before you guys close out. Yeah, sweet. Well, the reason why most most people who get it are women with kids. So basically, his art. What well, he didn't have an argument. His statement was kids that's disadvantaged and elderly. Well, kids that's disadvantaged in a hard in a in a, in a, in a hard upbringing. With a with a single mother, they get it. Yeah, they get it. So veterans. you know, veterans and veterans, elderly. I don't know how much of the elderly get it. Right, but nothing is free. Like, no. good point, Black. Not, there's nothing that happens in government that's free. Somebody's paying for it. Yeah, somebody's paying for it. And then you know who that somebody is? The taxpayer. You and I. Yeah, the taxpayer. The taxpayer. Yeah. And and, and Rebelletti, you know it. Go ahead. Uh, I say it's disappointing that the VDA can't even take care of its veterans. And there should be one homeless veteran anywhere, but um, you know that's a whole different, other full discussion. Right. And uh, you're right; somebody's paying for it. And, and, some, and like we're paying for it with inflation or taxes yeah. or. And Rebeletta, you and I both know Chicago doesn't pay its fair share of, of property taxes. We both know that. They certainly do not. They are the one county that pays a lot less. In residential and commercial taxes yep. than the rest of the other one hundred one counties. Yeah, how far are you? How far are you in, Rep? Well, uh, right now we're about halfway back from Myrtle Beach. So I, I was in West Virginia. Now I'm in the beautiful state of Ohio, <laughs> and uh, we're making our way back. So nice. Um, but you know, it's just, uh, breathing that that freedom air out this way. 
Yeah. Hey, hey, Rebeletti, you know my birthday is coming up. It's April 13th. Uh, oh, good yeah. for you. Guys, head over to www.blackandrightradio. Uh, for my birthday, go purchase some merch. Help oh, oh don't forget, what? listen to Belly of the Belly Beast of the coming Beast. up next. Raquel Mitchell and Babette Holder. Uh, Reb Lady, I wish you were here, but, you know, you're a bum, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, guess what? Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be right back next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.